this is the Midwest Farm Report. From field to fork and everything in between is why the kids from Wisconsin stay. It's a great way to start your day. Good morning. I'm Stephanie Hoff along with you filling in for Farm Director Pam Yonke. It is Leap Day. So happy to be spending this bonus day of the year with you. Why do we have Leap Year? Well, the Earth takes a little more than 365 days to circle the sun. Add five hours and 48 minutes to that. The occasional February 29th makes sure that we don't lose six hours every year. If you didn't know, it is considered good luck to be a leaper or a leapling. That's the term for someone born on leap year. So happy birthday to our leapers out there. While it's still chilly outside, we can expect abundant sunshine. Highs will be in the upper 40s. Winds moving at 10 to 20 miles per hour. Tonight, those clear skies will continue. Lows in the low 30s. And the wind will persist. It will be noticeably windy through the weekend. We'll get more details later in the hour from Ag Meteorologist Stu Muck. We've got a great show for you this morning. Here's what we're talking about today. You're five at five on a Thursday morning. Cheese prices have seen a lift this week. Everegg will tell us if that will continue. You might not be putting cow tongue in your grocery cart, but in other countries, it's a delicacy. Congress reached an agreement to prevent a government shutdown for now. Wisconsin's Farm Service Agency director outlines the impact of a shutdown on agriculture programs. Imagine starting a sheep shearing business without knowing how to shear sheep. We'll hear firsthand how that experience panned out for a young Wisconsinite. But first, there's a bill in the state capitol that wants to bring consistency and peace of mind to Wisconsin's livestock farmers. We'll talk about it next. We're exploring farming in the last frontier, Alaska. Come and join us. Hi, everyone. I'm Pam Yonke. The date's August 22nd through September 1st. We'll visit a variety of Alaska farms, including a private boat excursion to experience a shrimping operation. Of course, you'll get all the majestic scenery and impressive wildlife along the way. Visit HolidayVacations.com, keyword Pam, for more information and to watch a travel video or call 888 888- Five five seven ten twenty today. Before the state legislative session comes to a close, Wisconsin Farm Bureau is banging the drum on an agriculture priority called the Protect Our Farms Act. This bill would stop local governments from implementing stricter rules than the state imposes in regard to animal care. I'm Stephanie Hoff from the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. Farm Bureau's Executive Director of Governmental Relations, Jason Munyaini, says this bill actually stemmed from a national issue. Right now, one of the big concerns that we have is ordinances that could potentially impact animal agriculture and livestock operations. This really all stems back to California's Prop 12 uh, law that was enacted via a ballot initiative back in 2018. And, you know, through the court process, the U.S. Supreme Court actually upheld California's right to enact their own, you know, kind of animal ag standards as it relates to pork and veal and egg products. But the result of that is because California is a net importer, they're actually enacting those standards on producers from other states. 
what I'm concerned about here in Wisconsin is those types of standards being enacted at a local level and creating a total patchwork of regulatory circumstances for Wisconsin's livestock operations, for our dairy industry, and for a whole host of different industries as it relates to maybe agrochemicals and all sorts of different things. But as it relates to animal livestock, we have a piece of legislation, Assembly Bill 957, that is called the Protect Our Farms Act. And this would really preempt local governments from enacting standards that aren't really in line with industry standards and uh, really are really only focused on trying to impede agriculture's growth. So one of the things that we really want to make sure that we do here in the state of Wisconsin is that if we're going to have a conversation about animal standards, we should have that at the state level. Consistency is the name of the game so that Wisconsin can stay as, heck, Wisconsin agriculture can have that competitive advantage and continue to really be a pioneer within agriculture. And those types of ordinances are really the things that are standing in the way in a lot of circumstances from the growth of an operation, the solvency of an operation, and uh, really are not there to actually improve anything for livestock. 99.9% of the milk that's sold in the United States has to go through something called the farm program, which already has a set of animal welfare standards. These would be, you know, these local ordinances would try to supplement that, but really the focus of those types of things wouldn't be really to support agriculture, it'd be to hurt it. So those types of preemptions are are important so that we kind of have sideboards for us to be able to have that regulatory consistency to continue to operate. Jason, Proposition 12, for example, that's happening in California. Other states on the other side of the nation on the East Coast may be looking into similar state regulations. Is Wisconsin, though, you know, our Midwest states, are, are we seeing similar kind of ideologies on that where this is a cause for concern? There are states on the East Coast. Massachusetts has a ballot initiative that they're working to pass on animal agriculture. And obviously we talked about Prop 12. But where I see the way for these types of things to kind of wiggle their way into Wisconsin is, again, at that local level. There's not a real high bar to entry. There's not a high amount of lobbying that has to be done to kind of influence a local government. And those things can kind of proliferate in areas where you're seeing kind of urban areas push into rural. And those urban areas might not have the agricultural background or under Understanding. We have a right to farm law in Wisconsin, which protects farmers from nuisance lawsuits from individuals. But if there's nothing in, in place of protections for a kind of right to farm from local governments. So that's really the kind of wiggle in way that we can see animal, uh, these types of ordinances impacting agriculture is at the local level. Jason Munyaini is the executive director of governmental relations with Wisconsin Farm Bureau. Another voice advocating for the Protect Our Farms bill belongs to A.V. Roth of Roth Feeder Pigs in Crawford County. He's been engaged in both the local and national discussions regarding animal agriculture ordinances. Lately, he's been navigating California's Proposition 12. So Prop 12 to me is California setting how I need to farm here in Wisconsin. California can tell their farmers how they want to farm, that's totally fine. But when they say that I cannot sell my pork into California unless it's Prop 12 compliant, I think is wrong. My animal gets a USDA grade and should be able to sold anywhere in the U.S., And even though this is something that's happening in California, as you said, it it puts a barrier up for anyone trying to get into that market. And it's also gotten some attention in Wisconsin from our state lawmakers. What issue are lawmakers trying to address at the state level to kind of stop the ripple effect of Prop 12? 
the Farm Protection Act. And what it is is just to stop like a township from another township putting in welfare standards of how you can actually raise your animals. So they put an ordinance, a um, moratorium in Crawford County. There was more on building the, the facility. Uh, it went for about a year and then was taken down. And that's how really a, a moratorium should work. If you want to go and look at something, it should be a short term. Look at the problem, see how it is, and then you take it off and go forward. With the, the Protect the Farm bill, what they're doing is they're, a township is, shouldn't be able to say, like, you cannot raise your animal. You have to raise your pigs without using antibiotics. No, that's not right. I don't believe that. You know, a farmer, he knows what's best for his animals. So the Protect Our Farms Act in the state legislature, this would ensure that farmers have agency over their agricultural practices. But, A.V., my question for you is how, where do you draw that line between uh, a necessary ordinance and one that does cross the line and is, you know, hurtful to a farm business? If I'm getting ordinance put on me by someone that never deals with the farm animals at all, I think that's wrong. If they're coming forward and they deal with this on a daily basis, like if we have a bunch of farmers got together and said, in this township we don't want to have this certain practices, then that's fine with me. So I understand constituents out there and come and talk to their, their board, their township board or the county board, and they want to put something together, but it should be from the people that are at stake with that ordinance not by someone else. Avi, if the Protect Our Farm Act passes through, what would it do for you today? It would definitely be a reassurance saying that someone's not going to come in here and I'm actually running my hog farm and doing it this way and say that I no longer can do that. They're relying on me to get them animals. And so I want some protection not only for me and my business, but also for our future generations. A.V. Roth joining us from Roth Feeder Pigs in Crawford County. He's one of the voices engaged in the Protect Our Farms Act. This bill is circulating the state capitol and looks to bring consistency to farm regulations. It would do this by preventing local governments from having stricter rules on agriculture than the state imposes. From the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison, I'm Stephanie Hoff. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Have you ever had an MRI through the hospital where you're crunched inside a scary tube-like tunnel? MH Imaging in Middleton provides the spacious comfort of a completely open design MRI, the most updated concept in MRIs. It's an open MRI, open for everyone regardless of insurance or doctor affiliation, for a fraction of the cost of a medical system. And the results are available the same day, providing you with answers you need to know now. Visit mhimaging.com. I'm Will Sweeta. As an engineer, we look for precision, quality, technical expertise, and products that solve long-term problems. It's what we do at Sweeta Metal Roofing. Contact us about our eco-friendly and sustainable roofing. I'm Mike. Will. And Mary Sweeta. Enjoy the long-lasting architectural strength and beauty of a Sweeta metal roof. S-W-I-T-A metalroofing.com. Sweeta metal roofing, the last roof you'll ever need. At Denny's Jewelers, we believe hugs never get old. To make sure your next gift purchase is deserving of a big old hug, join our Denny's Cares a Little More list. We help you choose what pieces of jewelry are must-haves, so your partner knows exactly what you like. Then we help make those wishes come true. Stop by and wrap your arms around the Denny's Cares a Little More list. And enjoy the hug. My folks like the prices and the prices. 
This is Matt. And Pete Gunderson. We recently celebrated the life of Ingrid, proud of her Norwegian heritage and a passion for art. Her life celebration included the Norwegian art of rose mulling. Her family was invited to help decorate the casket. Allow us to personalize every detail of a life well lived. Let our family help your family. Visit GundersonFH.com. Over 100 years as your hometown life celebration center. If you combine pajamas and rubber boots to check on the barn, we welcome you. This is the Midwest Farm Report. Sounds like me and my baby sister always turning our PJs into barn clothes. You know, it's a reality for some people that the only animal they get to see up close is their pet dog or pet cat. That was actually the case for a young woman from Wisconsin suburbs, but she didn't let that stop her from getting into agriculture. She now owns a national sheep shearing business. Brianna Bateman had not had a farm animal interaction until her 20s, but she grew to love agriculture and cute animals while at UW. Madison, and that drove her to start River Song Shearing. But here's the catch. She and her partner had no shearing experience. We were just pretty much working on our wing in a prayer when we went on Facebook and we went on the sheep and alpaca shearing pages and we just posted, we're coming to Florida. We are beginners and we want to learn. And if you need us to shear for you, let us know. We're charging barely anything right now because we don't know what we're doing, but we do need to charge a little bit because we just spent all of our money on equipment and a bunch of people were really excited to have us specifically because they'd been having so much trouble finding shearers. She says it wasn't easy, but people needed the help shearing, so she got hooked. We scheduled, I think, 100 head of animals, uh, alpacas, llamas, and sheep over the course of our first week, and it almost killed us. <laughs> we were so sore after every single day, so exhausted. We were working like 10 hours a day to shear these tiny little flocks of like 10 to 15 sheep, but it was our very first time doing it beyond watching YouTube videos. It was extremely difficult. We kept being able to add on clients through word of mouth, and so three weeks of work turned into two months, and then we ran out of work, so we went back to Wisconsin, and we kept getting calls from people saying, actually, could you come back to Florida? We need a shearer. We decided, well, that actually was kind of fun. Let's do it again. (laughs) Brianna Bateman along with us. She says today Riversong Shearing is growing its team. They serve more than 400 clients across 13 states. Speaking of sheep, is Wisconsin going to come into March like a lion or a lamb? Let's find out. Stu Muck is our ag meteorologist. Stu, are you forecasting lamb-like conditions to kick off a new month? I guess my opinion is it looks pretty lamb-like. You know, it may be a little breezy for some, but temperatures are going to be on the above-normal side. There's going to be sunshine all in all. That sounds pretty much like a nice new lamb, I guess. We just don't have much else going on. A little tornado activity in lower Michigan yesterday, but high pressure has settled over Wisconsin today. And after that cold, windy day, sunshine will return. Those temperatures moderate a bit today, too. No, not like they were early in the week and not record-setting highs like we've seen but they will be on the above-normal side, up in the mid-40s at least today. Not a bad situation. Nothing out there on the radar we have to talk about. There's a little snow, believe it or not, in far northeast North Dakota. 
That's it. Nothing even nearby for us. That high-pressure system keeps us sunny and nice today. A warm front tries to build up out of the south, allowing for even more warm air to build in for Friday and Saturday. And, of course, a little moisture is going to build in with some of that, too. And with red flag warnings in northern Iowa, not the exact northeast tip of Iowa, but the northern part of the state under red flag advisories today, that means burning hazardous. I think we all have to keep that in mind with how dry things are and how windy it is. But I expect there may finally be a little precipitation Oh, on towards Sunday night or into Monday. A little rain may finally be coming back to Wisconsin. So a little moisture with temperatures still on the above normal side through the weekend cooling off a little but still above normal even on through the mid part of next week the mild weather will continue as we get march underway and maybe a little march shower moisture i'm sure wouldn't be a bad idea i'll have forecast details right after this boy there's some exciting things happening at bavaria sausage if you haven't been there lately Make it a point. Fabulous Farm Bay Pam Yankee encouraging you to stop by the retail location, corner of Nesbitt Road, Fitchrona Road in Fitchburg. They're open Monday through Friday, 9 until 5. Now, over the course of time, you're going to see some physical changes on the interior of the store. But boy, what you're really going to appreciate, the changes in the showcase. New products that they're developing on a regular basis. When Bavaria Sausage develops new products, they have a couple staples they keep in mind. First of all, they work with local farmers, and they want to make sure that those local farmers are able to make a good living. They also do not believe in waste. They said, just like Fred, the original owner of Bavaria Sausage, nothing is wasted but the squeal. And you'll notice that in some of the unique products that they're developing. Take a look at that special Berkshire brat. The flavor that you're going to pick up is found nowhere else because it was developed by Bavaria Sausage. Corner of Nesbitt Road, Fitchrona Road in Fitchburg, Bavaria Sausage. I'll tell you what, Stu, I've never seen the temperature change so fast earlier this week when my car temp gauge went from 72 to 17. So I'm happy that those temps are going to pick back up for a nice weekend to get some chores done. But when the temps do swing like that, Stu, any severe weather in store? I know there's some precipitation on the way. There's that little rain. I don't know that I'd call it severe around here. That's probably good news in in the long run. You talked about that temperature change. Uh, Madison tied a record for largest temperature change from 70 to 11. That's from Tuesday through Wednesday. That's a 59-degree swing in temperature. Milwaukee keeping a record there, too, uh, 58 degrees from 74 to 16. Hope we don't see that again soon. We don't need that kind of big change. Let's look at today. Certainly a little more quiet than that. With sunny skies, I expect a lot of mid-40s. Could be closing in on 50 in western Wisconsin, southeast Minnesota. And south winds will increase today, oh, a good 10 to 20, even gusting near 25 or so in the afternoon. Overnight, clear skies only back to the upper 20s with the south winds 5 to 15. Sunny skies on Friday, and a lot of us then will be around 50 or 51, a little warmer at La Crosse and into southeast Minnesota. South winds 5 to 15, even gusting to 25. And by Saturday, sunny skies a lot closer to 60, a lot of upper 50s, and the south winds will be around 5 to 10. So quite mild, Stephanie, and like I've said, Sunday night into Monday, some showers could build in. We'll watch that develop and maybe get a little needed moisture. 
We'll talk more about that tomorrow. Thanks so much, Stu Muck, along with us, our ag meteorologist. And don't forget, we want to know what's going on outside your window. What spring chores have you jumped on during these warmer days? If you're anxious to get out in the garden, have you decided to start seeds yet? Let us know at 877-301-FARM. That's our talk text line. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. This looks like a car. Has tires. Headlights, a hood. Windshield wipers. The doors look like car doors. Open like them too. There's a front seat, back seat, steering wheel. 99.9% of the time, this would be a car. But it's not. This is a bedroom. Anita Washington's for five weeks. There are people like Anita all across Dane County. And because the need is there, so are we. This year, we'll provide Anita and other women, children, and men with nearly 20,000 nights of shelter. Just one part of more than $1.4 million in food, clothing, furniture, and other goods and services we provide. We're St. Vincent de Paul, helping our neighbors in need. Some spaces become a catch-all for everything you want to keep in storage. Make use of that wasted space now. What about the basement? Rec rooms, an office, extra bedrooms for growing teenagers are all popular uses for an upgraded basement. Actuate Improvement is a full-service design and remodeling company specializing in kitchens, baths, and basements. Let's get the conversation started with a complimentary estimate, consultation, and suggestions. ActuateLLC.com Design. Create. Actuate. Shopping for that special someone can be hard. You want to make sure that gift is perfect. Jewelry is always a great go-to because it lasts forever. Place to go? Goodman's Jewelers. They have the best prices. Something for every budget. They have incredible quality jewelry. One-of-a-kind pieces. Diamonds. Engagement rings. Traditional and modern styles. And you can customize your own. Something for a Badger Packer fan? Goodman's Jewelers has it. A true icon in Madison, the city's oldest full-service jewelry store, is your family. Goodman's Jewelers. Have you heard about our Rejuvenation Clinic Body Suite? If not, now is the time to learn more. A skincare minute with skincare expert Michelle Neeson. Non surgical aesthetic body treatments have progressed greatly in the last 10 years. We are proud to offer the best devices on the market that deliver incredible results. MSculpt Neo treats unwanted body fat and builds muscle mass. CoolSculpting Elite reduces stubborn fat bulges and has multiple applicators to treat many areas of the body. Mcella is a revolutionary electromagnetic chair that strengthens pelvic floor muscles to treat mild to moderate urinary incontinence. Our providers love to analyze your concerns and come up with the best treatment plan for you, oftentimes even using a combination approach so you get the best results. Let your natural beauty shine through. To learn if our body sweet treatments can help you, call Rejuvenation Clinic of Sauk Prairie. Trusting someone else enough to pack up your stuff for the big move usually doesn't happen. Our employees are like family and have been with us for a very long time. You can feel comfortable with them packing things up and moving them. This is Brenda from Mad City Moving. We call that the all in the family move. Mad City Moving dominates any move. Their crew will handle your things well and like your things deserve to be handled. Online at madcitymoving.com. Mad City Moving. Mad City Moving. Yeah.
seen moves like these before. Is losing interest due to low libido sabotaging your love life? After the age of 30, women begin to notice this reduction in quality of life due to natural hormonal decline, medications, or health issues. Carbon World Health can help you do something about it. They offer custom-designed hormone replacement therapies. They'll determine exactly what you need to re-energize your love life. Learn more at CarbonWorldHealth.com. You know Ignite Glass and Gifts three locations in Madison, but you can also shop IgniteGlassAndGifts.com. You'll find grinders, lighters, collectibles, hand-blown glass water pipes, artistically designed jewelry, and plenty of other items delivered straight to your door or to family and friends. Madison's favorite for glass, gifts, and vape, Ignite Glass and Gifts, Monona Drive, Williamson Street, and Odana Road, plus IgniteGlassAndGifts.com. Making a decision on new home furnishings is easy with Lazy Boy. You already know he only cares about the comfort, but it's the luxury and design you crave. You choose the style, patterns, and material, while he's imagining himself being seated right in front of the 50-yard line. Call it lazy luxury at its finest. Lazy decorators love Lazy Boy. Lazy Boy Home Furnishings and Decor, Madison, East Springs Drive near East Town Mall. And now a break from the Farm Report with Pam Yankee for a sports report. Gutekunst yesterday at the podium. Uh, how about this, Robbie? He's, uh, and of course he's going to say this, but I think I do believe him. Gutekunst believes the Packers have the foundation in place to win a Super Bowl. Yeah, you know, Gutekunst uh, spent a lot of time with state media yesterday, uh, Evo. He, had, he did about 45 minutes at a, at a local hotel before he went to the podium back, uh, you know, back at the combine itself in Indianapolis for another 15. So, you know, he chatted for about an hour and, and he covered a lot of topics. And, I, and I'm with Evo. I, I think he's been, you know, um, extremely honest through, through this whole process. And, and he's not running whatsoever from expectations and, and what they're going to be and, and, and really what they kind of are, I would say, right now for the 2024 Packers. I mean, you, you know how front offices and coaches and, and players work a lot of times, Evo. They don't, they don't necessarily want to embrace the role of, of, of becoming a favorite or, or having expectations in the building soar after a season, you know, like the Packers just had just finished where they, you know, ran off four straight wins at the end of the year, Evo won a game in, in the playoffs against Dallas. We're, we're really the better team for, three quarters of the game against San Francisco before they let that one get away. Uh, but Gutekunst hasn't run from that whatsoever, Evo, since the season ended. And, and really, Matt LaFleur hasn't either. You know, LaFleur has talked at times, too, how expectations for 2024 will be so much dramatically different than, than 2023. I, I think right now, Evo, it's an organization that realizes it is absolutely stacked with terrific young talent. We know when talent is that young, it's cheap labor. For a couple of years, Evo, so it puts them in tremendous situations, you know, coming back, um, you know, against the cap. They've been able to dig themselves out of absolute cap hell that was left behind from from Aaron Rodgers. Um, even in the Rodgers year where they were paying them 40-plus million of dead cap money, Evo, they, they, make a, they make it back to the playoffs. They win a playoff game. And now they're set up really well for when free agency here and the new league year starts. 
on March 13th, Evo. You know, there the, the, the cap jumped last week. We found out it's going to be 255 million. It was a 30 million dollar jump, the biggest in league history. That helped Green Bay immensely, Evo. They re, they redid Rashawn Gary's contract. They'll move on here soon from David Bakhtiari. They'll probably move on from Devondre Campbell. They could move on from a couple other guys and redo a couple other contracts, Evo. I mean, so it's I mean they're about 17, 18 million under the cap as we talk now. Uh, Evo, if if they wanted to, they could probably get to 50 million under the cap. I mean, Bakhtiari alone is going to get them up closer to 40 under the cap. So they're going to have plenty of money to play with Evo here in a couple of weeks when when free agency hits. Gutekunst talked about that at length yesterday as well, Ebo. He said, you know, that they will be active. He said even before the cap jumped, they they had planned to be active. And, you know, you'll see them fill a couple of holes, probably on the defensive side of the ball for for new coordinator Jeff Halfley, Ebo. And, and you know, I I think Ebo – the team they're going to put on the field in the first week of September when the, when the season kicks off is going to be a lot better than the team probably that ended this season. Yeah. And we know the team that ended the season for the 2023 Green Bay Packers, Evil, was a legitimate Super Bowl contender. So, Rob, um, you know, something that has always been the ire of Packer fans forever has been that defense, right? And you just, you know, talking about Jeff Halfley a little bit right there. Gutekunst talking on the podium again. You know, the defensive transition, a little more focused on playing style than specific types of players. And also, like, you know, a philosophy of fostering competition, let young players progress is going to be the approach probably at safety. Like, does it, again, all hinge? Like, are you, A, are you sold on the offense of being able to do it? I'm pretty sure you are. And B obviously it's a wait-and-see approach, but is, is Jeff Halfley and this philosophy they're having now, is this the right approach with this new D.C. and also with them talking about, you know, uh, focus on a playing style rather than specific types of players? Yeah, you know, it's interesting, Evo, and to your point, we're going to have to wait to see how it all plays out. You know, we I think we talked about this a little bit last week. You know, so many people got so excited about some of the things Halfley said at the podium and, 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 and things to that effect after his, his initial press conference last week, Evo. But we've got to see how this all materializes and, and blends once, once the year begins. Um, you know, I, I do think from a drafting standpoint, not a lot is probably going to change for Brian Gutekunst. Certainly it won't in, in the back end. He'll probably have to make some slight adjustments in terms of what he does, you know, in, inside that front seven Evo and, and find guys, um, you know, certainly from a measurement standpoint, height, weight, things like that that fit certain roles better than others. But, but Evo, I also think he's going to attack that a little bit in free agency. I expect him to find the safety. And now back to the Farm Report with Pam Yonke. Bringing home the bacon. Literally, this is the Midwest Farm Report. Welcome back on a Thursday morning. I'm Stephanie Hoff, filling in for Farm Director Pam Yonke. Happy Leap Year as we start our bonus day of the year. Today's forecast calls for abundant sunshine. Highs will be in the upper 40s. Winds moving at 10 to 20 miles per hour. Tonight, we'll see those clear skies continue. Lows in the low 30s, and it's going to be windy. Be careful when you open your car doors. You don't want to bash into the person next to you. I almost found myself in that situation. (laughs) in the work parking lot. So what do you have planned for Leap Day? The Farmer's Almanac has some ideas. It turns out that according to the position of the moon, February 29th is a good day to work with livestock. Whether you are breeding, weaning, or harvesting your animals, today's a good day for it. The old Farmer's Almanac also says that if you didn't stick to your New Year's resolution to quit smoking, Today's a good day to try that again and start that quitting journey. 
It may also be a good day to sign up for the Dairy Margin Coverage Program. The enrollment period is open now. Wisconsin Farm Service Agency Director Gene Schriefer says they're working on training staff on the new software that implements this important safety net program. Uh, yeah, we already, the, the program was announced uh, last Friday. Uh, it was published in the Federal Register on Monday. Uh, we had training, uh, nationwide training on uh, Tuesday. Uh, and of course, anytime you have training, there's going to be additional questions. But, uh, you know, staff is just learning to work through the, the, the you know, the ins and the outs to make sure that we do it uh, correctly. Uh, uh, we've been assured that uh, the software has been thoroughly vetted and will work properly. Uh, so we're, we're confident on that end. But again, you know, the, the, the first times we do something, um, you know, for, for signups, uh, there's a little bit of a learning curve, but uh, our, our staff always rises to the occasion. He says they already know producers that sign up will likely get a payment based on January's milk prices. He asks you for your patience with county staff during the training period. Congressional leaders announced late yesterday that they have reached a tentative agreement to prevent a government shutdown for now. Under the new plan, Congress is going to temporarily fund a set of federal agencies through March 8th. This includes the Department of Agriculture. That story continues to develop, but Gene Schriefer talks about the impact a government shutdown could have on the Farm Service Agency offices. If we, we get to that point, and that's still an if, uh, we're always hopeful uh, that we'll uh, you know, come to an agreement and, and we'll be able to keep the doors open. But if we, we have to go there, then uh, staff will be um, sent home. Uh, we will have one person designated uh, to uh, come into the office, uh, open and check mail, uh, and uh, look for any messages coming from, um, from USDA as far as... Uh, what the next processes will be. So that means any current uh, programs would be basically put on hold until we are uh, open for business again. Again, that situation has been averted for now. Gene Schriefer along with us. He's the director of Wisconsin's Farm Service Agency. Don't forget that as we update you on these stories, you have access to the Midwest Farm Report at your fingertips. If you're on Facebook, you can find us at Midwest Farm Report or Fabulous Farm Babe. You can also listen to us around the clock through our smartphone app. You can download that for free at thefarmwi.com. And of course, we can talk to you in real time through our talk text line. That number is 877 301 Farm, you can call or text us again at 877-301-3276. Another story to look out for, our own Charity Seebecker will be in Sparta this morning and afternoon for the Producing Quality Beef Workshop. Wisconsin Beef Council is hosting these workshops at Equity Livestock. You can register for future events at beeftips.com. Cattle numbers are at historic lows here in the U.S., and this has changed how agencies like the U.S. Meat Export Federation is marketing beef products. Charity has the story. When you're thinking about what to make for dinner, do you consider cow tongue, liver, or kidneys? Probably not, but these guts are highly sought after in other countries. I'm Charity Seebecker with the Midwest Farm Report, and Dean Meyer 
past chair of the U.S. Meat Export Federation, explains how they're working to create new market opportunities for Wisconsin agriculture. At USMEF, some of the strategies we're using right now to maintain relationships is, uh, first of all, we're broad-based, and uh, we, don't, we don't key on one country. You know, uh, there's inflationary issues and currency issues in uh, some countries, uh, China in particular. You know, we, we, we've got 19 offices around the world at USMEF. We're in 80 countries. And there's a reason for that. If if a product doesn't move into one, we can quickly move it to another country. In the cattle cycle right now, numbers are down, as we all know, and that creates a challenge in product. But the shining star in U.S. Meat Export Federation is the variety meats and the underutilized cuts, those that we don't consume here. We aren't taken away from the U.S. consumer. We're uh, adding value to the cuts that we don't consume here. And, you know, whether it's tongues, livers, tripe, you know, kidneys, um, they have no value here, or very little. I was in Japan last year, and a tongue here brings $3. It was on the counter and on the shelf in a grocery store in Japan for $24. And right now, even with Chinese uh, markets down, they're still our number two market in beef because of the variety meats and because of the underutilized cuts. It seems like they're really consistent at continuing to buy them. And in Mexico, too. I mean, Mexico now is taking more primal, but they still take, you know, the beef lips and the tripe. And that's the key is, is not only the broad base, but the broad, broad spectrum of products. Um, in pork right now, the loins, you know, have always been undervalued here. So in Japan, in both Mexico and Japan, we're doing promotions on adding value to those loins, making products, creating products that, that we can get more for them. And they're actually becoming very successful. They uh, they got a product called Tenkatsu in Japan that is a sliced pork loin that's deep fried. And, and it's very popular there. And and uh, we're doing the same thing in, um, in Mexico. Uh, we got cooking trucks that go around to different regions retailers and show people how to cook our product. It is very effective on on not only teaching them how to cook but selling the product. You know, it's checkoff dollars that support this, uh, leveraged with MAP and FMD funds from the USDA, and then industry dollars we put in. And and industry dollars meaning if we go into uh, Walmart, say in Mexico, we tell them we want to do promotion, they'll they'll match or double. A lot of times they'll double them dollars. So uh, we can get a 24 to 1 return on checkoff dollars, which is one of the highest in the industry and we're, we're really proud of that we're proud of how we can um, can uh, leverage our dollars and and are broad based in multiple countries around the world in our current global landscape that we've got going on what opportunities are you guys seeing when it comes to addressing some of those factors for our meat exports we're not just grain fed a lot of countries say grain fed but we're corn and soybean fed and they we've been able to differentiate that in some markets another thing is in the southeast asian countries we can market fresh product not frozen that adds value and then another opportunity is european pork is one of our biggest competitors and uh, european pork numbers have been declining dramatically their exports 15% a year. So that's given us opportunity in those markets, those Asian markets. That's part of the reason why we're at record pork exports. That was Dean Meyer, past chair of the U.S. Meat Export Federation. He added that with their widespread presence across the world, they're cementing our position as a global leader in meat exports. From the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Charity Seebecker. Thanks, Charity. Let's turn our eyes to Chicago now. Grain markets are mixed as we start the day. Cash corn is trading up four cents at four seventeen and a quarter. December new crop corn is up a penny and a quarter at four sixty-four and a half. 
Cash beans are trading down six and a half cents at eleven twenty-seven and a half. November new crop beans are down a half a cent at eleven thirty-four and a half. And July new crop wheat is trading up three cents at five eighty-one and a half. There's excitement coming from UW River Falls this week. They made cheddar for the first time in their new dairy plant on campus. The new dairy center of excellence will make cheese and ice cream. It'll also serve as a site to train students and dairy industry employees. Work began 11 years ago to start building a new dairy pilot plant to replace the longtime plant they had at UW River Falls that had become outdated. We'll have more details posted today at MidwestFarmReport.com. From Chicago, the Class 3 March milk contract is trading down six cents at 1718 a hundredweight. The April contract is sitting neutral at 1749. On the close yesterday, barrel cheese remains unchanged from Monday at $1.67. The 40-pound block cheese, though, is continuing its upward momentum, closing up a half a cent at $1.61.5. And, and AA butter closed down three and a half cents at $2.80. We'll talk more about our dairy markets next with Everag. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. This is the time of the year to enjoy life. Stop letting that pain in your joints keep you from doing what you want to do this spring. Call QC Kinetics now. QC Kinetics is the nation's leader in regenerative medicine. I'm talking lasting joint pain relief with no surgery, no drugs, and no downtime. It's a fact. QC Kinetics is literally transforming lives. Their advanced treatments harness your body's ability to restore and repair damaged joint tissue. Pro athletes have been doing this for decades, but now this life-changing treatment is available for you. So you can walk and run and climb stairs and play golf and move again pain-free. No pain pills, no risky surgery. This is an all-natural solution. QC Kinetics has tens of thousands of satisfied patients who have reclaimed their mobility. Take action now and live your best life this spring and summer. Oh, and it's a great use of your tax refund check, by the way. Call QC Kinetics for a free consultation. 608-319-1750. 608-319-1750. Again, 608-319-1750. Innovation. That's BioVet. We know you work hard every day to keep your livestock healthy and run an efficient operation because there's no such thing as a snow day. Take time this winter and consider BioVet, your trusted partner in helping you raise stronger, healthier animals and to protect your bottom line. The knowledge and support from our team can help you make the difference in keeping your livestock healthy. Call 1-800-BIOVET1 or visit bio-vet.com. Innovation, that's BioVet. You know, Will, a lot of people say we sound alike. I'd have to agree with them, Dad. Well, the two of you may sound alike, but you sure don't look alike. And your roof doesn't have to look like everyone else's. Allow Sweet Metal Roofing to transform yours. See what one will look like on your home. I'm Mike. Will. And Mary Sweeta. Enjoy the long-lasting architectural strength and beauty of a Sweet Metal Roof. S-W-I-T-A, metalroofing.com. Sweet Metal Roofing, the last roof you'll ever need. Here, money grows in rows. This is the Midwest Farm Report. Welcome back as we round out a Thursday morning. I'm Stephanie Hoff along with you. Cheese prices have seen a lift throughout the week, but it hasn't necessarily transferred to an improved Class 3 milk price for our dairy men and women here in Wisconsin. Cody Coster joins us. He's a dairy agent and broker with Everag. And Cody, let's start with this recent run-up on not just cheese, but Class 4. 
Why are the numbers ticking up and is it going to last? Yeah, I mean, as of right now, uh, we've seen a slight decline in butter and nonfat, but I don't think that's anything to be too worried about. Uh, There's still people on the horizon talking about $3 plus butter out there, and it seems like sales seem to be pretty good. Um, In the cold storage report that we had gotten on Monday afternoon, there was a little bit more butter in inventory that people had thought, but not as much to make it an extremely uh, bearish product right now. So right as we sit today, Class 4 still holding that $2.50 gain on on Class 3 and where futures sit. Have you pulled any data out of that cold storage report that tells you what Class 3 milk prices might do based on what we have in stock for cheese? Uh, You know, the cold storage report showed that it was probably neutral to bullish on cheese. And I think that companies are going to have to really start restocking some of the inventory that we had. Now, the big question I think that we are all facing on the cheese front is our exports good? Is demand in country good? And right now we're hearing that they're just not. Now that could change, as we all know, within the next month, two months, whatever that looks like. Um, but as we sit right now, those are kind of the two big questions going forward that everyone has to keep in the back of their mind, because if they do not change and they do not get better, we really could have a softer cheese price going into the summer months than even we see right now. I mean, we're at a $1.60, $1.65 right now. If exports don't pick up, we might slither back down to the $1.50 type range. Cody, that's not what anyone wants to hear. That's not what our dairy producers want to hear. What advice do you have to give then if if they know that if cheese prices don't pick up, the class three milk price isn't going to either? Oh, I think, you know, even like at Everag, we have a plethora of tools in the toolbox that we can use to help manage risk. And I think right now is the perfect time. I know break-evens are, are getting a little tighter throughout the country. They might be a little bit heavier than they were last year, especially with interest rates up around eight, eight and a half percent. Um, but, but there's still risk to be managed on the CME and for the dairies. And I think it would behoove everyone to, you know, contact your risk manager, your broker, give me a call here at Everag, and we can go through different ideas on the class three and the class four side on different ways to protect the revenue for the dairy. And let's not forget dairy margin coverage sign up is happening now. So what is your advice on that? definitely go in. I mean, even if it's the $100 bare minimum coverage, I would definitely go in, take your milk production sheets with you and get signed up for that. That was something last year that that just paid out tremendously for producers. And I know we had a lower than expected year last year, but you just don't know. And it's another one of those tools that we talk about that can definitely help protect the dairy for, you know, pretty darn cheap insurance coverage, honestly. I mean, it doesn't cost a whole lot. You, you get some, you can get fire insurance. You can kind of Uh, buy up to get a little better margin risk protection, if you will. But it's definitely something that we've always said that people should go into the local FSA office and definitely look through and get done. Cody Coster joining us, a dairy agent and broker with Everag. He's coming to us from their Michigan office. And Cody, you still help out at the Family Dairy in northern Michigan. And I think that's what makes you guys unique is that you're not only working nine to five in the dairy space, but you're also living it. Risk management is top of mind as you are predicting softer cheese prices in the future. Cody, you said it has to do with softer demand, both overseas and here in the U.S., why is that? I think people are still eating cheese and they're still eating dairy products. But if you look at the global out 
source of, of dairy products, we have to get our products shipped to other countries, right? It's going to have to go on a boat. It's going to have to get carried over there. And with the price of shipping and shipping containers and getting everything overseas, it's just getting more and more expensive to get everything to different countries. So in a lot of instances, there might be different countries that go to a neighbor and just say, hey, we, we might have to pay up a little bit more for some of this powder or some of this cheese, but at least we don't have to pay the freight that's coming all the way from the U.S. to get it over here. We'll get it a little bit faster. We've got to pay up. We understand that, but we know we can get it, and we don't have to have all these hiccups with ships going through different ports and, and just having uh, that, that experience that way. So logistics internationally can be problematic. What about here domestically? I think the best way, you know, people right now, we're seeing that even at the grocery stores, uh, prices are higher on, on everything. I mean, from potato chips to cheese, beef, milk, everything in between. And as money gets tight, we all know that, that grocery shopping is going to get a little bit tighter. You're going to need just the bare essentials. If you're a family of four or five, whatever that might look like, you might not splurge for the extra cheese, the extra yogurts. You're going to get just the necessities. And until some of this inf- inflation goes down and these prices start to kind of peter out, there's not a whole lot that is going to change that domestically. I think you're still going to see good pizza sales. You're still going to see people going out to eat. Um, but if these pizza companies and these restaurants need to continue to pass along through their business the price of inflation, it's going to get harder and harder to go out as a family of four, five, six, whatever that might be and pay that bill for the extra, you know, spending foods, we'll call it. We've been talking about cheese for the most part this morning, but Cody, beef is also on your radar as probably your customers engage in the dairy on beef cross market. What is the influence of dairy beef cross on dairy cattle numbers? I think the big thing right now and going into the long term is it's it's definitely depleting our heifer market right now. I think a lot of people day-old Angus calves, I'm hearing anywhere from 550 to $700 is what folks are getting for Angus crosses that are hitting the ground. And right now, that's putting a lot of money into producers' hands to pay bills going forward instead of breeding to a, a heifer that is not going to produce for another 24, 26 months out in the future. And folks that I've talked to throughout the country are not going to change their breeding programs because the money is so good right now. Now, as we all know, markets go up, markets go down. And this beef on dairy could come down in the future. But for right now, if you're getting $600 per head on day-old black Angus calves, people are just not willing to take the risk to switch their breeding programs. They're going to take that money in-house. And like I said, they're going to get bills paid. They're going to get loans paid down. They're going to do things like that that is right up front in front of them. Cody Coster is a dairy agent and broker with Everegg, joining us from their Michigan offices. I'm Stephanie Hoff. Thanks for tagging along with me on a Thursday morning. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke.